0: What is up, everybody? Welcome,
1: good morning to Coffee and Crypto Live, the best show on YouTube, helping people learn how to think, not what to think when it comes to the crypto market. I'm super excited, it's day two here for me hosting the show in a row, because Jeb is down in Miami at the North American Bitcoin Conference, having a blast. I think he's been posting a lot of stuff on Twitter and Instagram and stuff, so if you do not follow those, make sure right now to go follow his Twitter and his Instagram where he is giving you guys updates on what's happening down there. Cool stuff. But it is me for today because he is gone. And as always, if you just came here to see Jeb, I recommend you close your eyes because we still have a great show to have today. And, uh, you know, just because. Jeb leaves doesn't mean Bitcoin and the rest of the altcoins stop moving. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff today, but before I do that, I want to introduce to you guys my co-host remotely for the day, Kelly Kellum, and I'm super excited because I get to see him right in the camera. This is like the first time we've done a remote version where I get to see the person who's on air. I can't wait for Jeb to come back and see this, but Kelly, how are you doing this morning?
2: Oh, I'm doing excellent, man, and again, I wanted to just do an absolutely huge shout out to Smay, uh, you know he's our, our in-house producer and such a good friend, uh, and he's doing such a good job with uh, making. I mean, every week it feels like we have a new addition and upgrade to the show and the professionalism and what we can do. And you know, now that uh, I'm you know back and forth between Florida and New York, it's great that we're able to do this so I can uh, come and participate with you guys on a, a you know more regular basis. And we got we got a hell of a show today. We got so many metrics. I got my smoothie, so I'm getting charged up and uh, looking come forward on. to see what we
1: got 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 for the day. Well, well, speaking of Smey, the man of the hour, the things that we had – Jeb, I hope you're watching because when you come back, we're going to freaking blow your socks off with everything we've figured out on this side. And it is all thanks to our favorite Turtle King, Smeynold. How are you
0: doing this morning, Smey? Hello. Uh, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for all the love. I mean, I feel so good this morning. But, uh, yeah, I have some caffeine here. Mm. Mm. Wonderful. I'm going to go ahead and uh, take this moment, and you know I've been receiving so much love right now. I'm going to give it back. I'm going to give it back to the audience. I want to uh, shout out some people in the chat today. Ricardo Venegas, uh, Crypto Sarah, Mike Markle, Alexandre Nassio, Crypto Alchemist. Thank you guys for being members. We love you guys. you guys. You guys are the lifeblood that drives me to do everything on this show, and I love you guys. It's the best. Thank you. Alright, well, before we jump in I'm going to show, give you a little layout of what this
1: show is going to look like. We didn't do this yesterday, but we're going to do a market watch today and go look at CoinGecko because if you guys have not been following CoinMarketCap, there's something going on over there to where if you hit what's been the biggest gainers or losers in the last 24 hours, it gives you coins that are like in the thousands that have been up by like thousands of percent. Uh, so we're going to use CoinGecko on that, look at the CoinMarketCap then we're jumping in. we got a lot of coins to do ta on today and our list exists with these ones. We're going to do Phantom and Matic before we jump into some more detailed Bitcoin analysis today, Ethereum analysis. Then we're going to finish the show off with Adam, Crow, and Cardano, so you don't want to miss it. We also have on-chain metrics coming from Kelly, as well as a couple news headlines. Not a whole heck of a lot, but a couple of news headlines we want to jump in and look at. But... Let's start by going over to CoinGecko and look at the market cap. You can go ahead and go to my screen. Smay, this is something that I am watching very, very intently right here. Bitcoin's dominance, 37.7. Kelly, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is one of the lowest points we've been at at least more recently. Bitcoin's been hovering right there around 40. We're now down to 37.7. Is that – what does that mean to you when you see that?
2: Yeah, we – We've definitely pulled back a bit. Uh, we were holding around the 39, 40% uh, mark for a while. Yeah. Uh, but if, if it's any indication, it's also another good reason why uh, we talk about how important it is to be, you know, diversify with your portfolio. Because uh, as, as Bitcoin dominance is falling, it might seem like the market's very flat right now. But uh, I mean, I have a number of different altcoins that have been running running like mad. So it's, it's uh, just a great indication. And uh, it's just it's, it'll be interesting to see where that uh, dominance falls or where it settles uh, here in the next uh, couple weeks, but uh, yeah, we got a lot of action coming up.
1: Yeah, Cardano might be a part of why that dominance is falling, because Cardano has been on a tear, even though it had a little bit of retracement this uh, last, you know, last night, it's been doing really well, but looking at some of the top coins we have here in the last 24 hours unless you uh, just woke up and checked the price you've known that bitcoin was falling it's down 3.3 percent in the last 24 hours uh, a total of 1.1 in the last seven days ethereum is down five percent binance is down three kind of hanging tight right there with bitcoin cardano while it's down 4.1 percent today on the week it is up 31 percent. so again cardano holders congratulations that was a great buy i know it's been frustrating couple of months but it looks like it's starting to pay off now uh, but we'll see how that goes so is down six percent. Polkadot down seven point seven. Uh, Avalanche down five point eight. Let's see if we have anything significant in the biggest gainers and losers. Theta Fuel is our biggest gainer of the last twenty four hours, up eleven point five percent, ranked number seventy. I don't know that much about Theta Fuel, Kelly. Do you know anything about the fundamentals on that project?
2: Uh, I just know it's uh, it's it's tied in very heavily with Theta. It's one of the it's it's a coin uh, that basically it's. It's a transaction transactionary coin that helps yeah. is essentially fuel for the Theta network. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we'll, you know, in the future, and, and, and if that ever I also do want to make one comment too. And this is because uh, uh, I did actually see somebody post in in the chat there uh, regarding the Bitcoin dominance. Depending on what uh, chart chart you look at, or in this case, CoinGecko, CoinGecko will be different from Coin Market Cap. And is it different uh, looking? Yeah, looking at at the actual charts on Trading View, I think it's still uh, in the yeah 40, uh, coin market 40% cap still says thirty nine
1: point nine. So I guess it has to do with how many coins are on yeah. that. That's a good catch right there. Thank you for chat from that. Uh, let's keep going. The, I mean, overall, there's only five coins in the green over the last twenty four hours. And as the title kind of alluded to, you know, or in the description, we had three now red days, three red candle days on Bitcoin. As a whole, yesterday, the altcoin market seemed to take a little bit of a dip because it had rallied recently. What we need to look at the rest of today, and as we do these uh, the technical analysis and we look over these next couple of days, will we see a reversal? Were these just red days in a buy zone? Because it seems like that's what we've kind of been doing, is bouncing back and forth. Some days are green, some days are red. And it seems like right after a significant red day, we do have a significant green day. Let's look at our biggest losers real quick before we jump in to our phantom T.A. Pocket Network dropped by almost 16%. As you see, there's a lot more projects here in the red. Bigger ones that we have, like Polygon or Matic, we're going to talk about that today, down 9%. Uh, Let's see, any other big ones. Phantom we're going to talk about today is down 13%. Just so you guys know, we need to look at the the technicals before we, we see that. However... When I see coins in the red on the 24-hour mark, that's a signal to me, hey, there's blood in the street. It might be a good opportunity to go buy, but I wanna go look at the technicals before I do that. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump onto Phantom to do some technical analysis and see what is happening over there. As you guys can see in the last, you know, in a bigger, if we zoom out, we've been in a, a rising wedge now for a couple of, it looks like, months. We've been in here for a whole while. Uh, this, as you guys know, if you've been doing technical analysis for a while, is a sign that here in the future we probably will have a bearish break but i don't think that's going to happen right now if we zoom in closer more than just having a a rising wedge what we have developing is a rising uh, or ascending triangle pattern. Ascending triangle patterns have a tendency to break to the upside, and that's what we're kind of flirting with right now is right at the top of that flat level of resistance. You guys can see we have some wicks and a couple candle bodies close above it. This is more of a zone rather than a straight line, but this is something that we've been flirting with now for a couple of days, and while we're back below it, this is something I wanna keep an eye on to see can we significantly break to the upside and potentially rise all the way up, setting a new high somewhere in the region of. 655 maybe we can get all the way up around 750 before we have to come back down and potentially break to the downside but that's being let's go look at the oh. oscillate oh, what happened oh. you lose me
0: yeah
1: oh my goodness technical difficulties Is this oh our, it's back we're, we're in go okay good it. all right oh. just keep moving you, don't, you're don't, not on me anymore no you're back but just don't di- don't mess with that dongle I'm, I'm, oh it's gone this dongle, freaking dongle.
0: I'm going to unplug a, and plug back what in. What a horrible dongle. What place. a dongle. That we have I was so confident now this dongle is ruining me. <sighs> is it not working? No. This is good stuff, man. It's it,
1: it's early in the show and we're already having problems. Do you want me to plug back into the top of it to see if no, that helps no, a little no. bit?
0: Uh, try plugging it into. Is there a one on the other side? No, there's not. This is oh, a one-plug wow. computer. Oof.
2: This is a great uh just just so everybody knows, this is a great indication of uh how they're it's not just doing a zoom call and throwing this stuff on the stream. There are so many different uh components and connections here, so it's uh, we, uh, it's
1: uh, inevitable that we'll have issues sometimes. We, we <laughs> have recently realized, you know, my computer is not the best at doing this, so this is something I have to upgrade here very soon, and uh, today's, if Manny is watching, Manny, this is another reason why we probably need to upgrade this computer. No, I, uh, but, I feel like Icarus. I flew too close to the sun at the beginning of the show. Listen,
0: I, was, I was so I confident. I don't
1: feel like this has anything to do with Smee. This is not Smee's fault. This is this computer's fault that I love Apple, but this computer is just not really pulling its weight around here uh gonna need to upgrade this but anyways let's jump back i know we're running a little along on phantom but let's look at the rsi and the MACD and see if we see anything of significance the first thing i see right off the bat and i wonder if you guys see it as well is we do have bullish rsi divergence forming on the daily chart what do i mean by that it's not huge i'm not going to say this is massive that is telling us all right did i say bullish i meant bearish it's not telling me we need to pull down all the way back down to this bottom here at 128 i'm i'm putting it probably this would kind of flow with the thought of this falling wedge or rising wedge rather and we're going to come back down to this level of support but you guys can see the rsi peaks are in fact going to the downside whereas the price action over the same time period is going to the upside this is bearish rsi divergence forming a saying we need to to uh, reject and reverse our trend. As you guys can see, we've been moving to the upside. It's time to, to bounce and come back down to the downside. Look for us to be finding support on this rising level of support right here that we have uh, and then begin to climb back to the upside. Um, this new thing we talked about yesterday, if you guys are looking at this chart and you're like, Tim, what the heck is that yellow line on your RSI? This is a new feature of RSI and I'm going to show you guys again. I showed yesterday, but just in case you missed yesterday's show, if you delete your RSI and bring it back up, you can update it and let's see relative strength index there we go right here and what it's going to do is give you a 14 day SM or 14 SMA line, which kind of gives you what we've been doing over the last little bit. One of the reasons you can use this and one of the things it helps with is kind of helping you know, hey, if we're above this line, we are doing very, very well. If we're below this line, not doing as well. It's kind of more bearish, kind of similar to what we use the MACD for. Obviously, the MACD line is this blue one, but we use that red line to kind of say, hey, are we in bullish territory? Are we in bearish territory? What are we doing? Speaking of the MACD, you guys can see right here that obviously we are not officially crossed yet. Bear- but it's it's razor thin. I expect probably by the end of today, we're gonna see an official bear cross, bear MACD cross right there, and moving to the downside. That's kind of supports what we're talking about right there. We have our RSI divergence. The truth is, we also have MACD bearish uh, bearish divergence. Don't even throw RSI in there. Let's go check uh, a couple other things before we move on. I want to check the Bollinger Bands and the TD Sequential. Yeah, as you guys can see, we are extended on the Bollinger Bands. Nothing crazy on TD Sequential, nothing, that five, that red five is not a reason to reverse. It uh, just so happens we did reverse, but I think the Bollinger Bands tells us a better story there And saying, hey, we were a little overextended, a little overbought, it was time to come back down. We are currently sitting right at the 20-day SMA, so Bulls, this is a chance. Potentially, we could bounce off that 20 daily SMA and rally back up, but again, I, I think the likelihood is more that we're going to come down here to the bottom of the Bollinger Bands, we're going to come down here to this rising level support and rally before we break through this, uh, a Ascending triangle and continue to the upside, setting a new high. That is all we have for Phantom. I want to move on to, let's see, what is the next one we're doing on this one? I think it is Matic. Matic is, I, I like Matic, but this is something I was talking to Kelly about this morning those of you who follow Matic know that recently Matic had to deal with a hack problem so I was asking Kelly hey is this something that's significant does it seem like Matic is struggling at this point or are they just pushing right on through it looks at this point that it looks Matic is just pushing on through and I know here in just a second I think there's a story there's a news headline that Kelly's going to read about Matic but you're going to see a kind of similar chart that we had uh, with Phantom in the sense of we have a rising or ascending uh, triangle and it, you see this purple zone that's kind of the zone we've been hitting in we we did break above it temporarily I think at this point we talked about the potential due to that hack we might come back down one more time it's very rare to get this deep into a uh, sending triangle but in this case when you have things like hacks when you have uncertainty Coming back down, testing this level of support was needed. And we're now, as you can see, we're technically right below it, but this could change very quickly on the daily chart if we have some bulls come in. But we're sitting right at that point of, hey, we're going to have to make a decision. We can't just keep playing on here. We're going to break bearish. We're going to break bullish. Let's see what the oscillators and the other indicators say. Looking at our RSI... I'm not necessarily seeing anything screaming uh, except for bullish RSI divergence. The question is, are we going to play that out the correct way? So the reason I say that is because we have these bottoms on the RSI going to the downside, but we have the price action, obviously, going to the upside. Did we peak out right here? Is that the end of that, or are we going to be able to push through? Uh, I probably could go to a smaller time frame here in just a second to confirm that, but I want to look at the MACD as well. The MACD kind of had a little fake out where it looked like we were going to cross bullish, and as you can see, these last two histograms are turning back to stronger red we are coming to the downside it does seem like almost the entire market today is kind of moving to the downside but there are times where these things branch off their own let me go ahead and go down to a four-hourly chart before i go to bollinger bands and uh, TD sequential and see if there's anything telling us a different story over here um let's see here we did have some bearish rsi divergence but that would explain kind of why we're moving down here our price went down our price on the top our price stayed flat but our rsi went down but as far as uh bullish RSI divergence. It does look like we're forming that. As you guys can see, this RSI is low, but this bottom right here, way lower in price, is forming here. The price could keep going down. If the price keeps coming down and the price comes down and matches right here on $1.97, then that would cancel out this bullish RSI divergence. But if bulls can hold, we will set up some bullish RSI divergence, which would explain a rise back to the top. The MACD on the four-hourly chart is red, but it is kind of in a zone where it's moving sideways and a little boring. Uh, It's rising a little bit, but watch the rest of the day to see can matic flip that turn some bullish technicals and rally back up there are a couple supporting cast reasons why that could happen Um, but let's go back to the daily chart and look at our bollinger bands and our td sequential see if they're telling us anything that will help us make a decision on matic uh let's see here we know nothing significant on the td sequential but unlike phantom where we were at the top of our bollinger bands this was an example where we bounced off of that 20 daily sma and we're coming down to the bottom so i actually when looking at this would not be surprised if we end up having at least a wick come down here to 195 before we reverse and come back up into the zone. But if you're at the bottom of the Bollinger bands, you should know we're getting close to being oversold, and especially especially with the news that Kelly's about to talk about, I do think Matic could have a bullish uh, couple days coming. But Kelly, why don't you and jump in and share your screen and tell them what's happening in Matic? Yeah, absolutely. This
2: is, uh, actually a quite a big story, uh, for Matic. Uh, and that is the fact that they basically enacted this, this morning and went live with the EIP 1559, same, same upgrade that they had on the Ethereum network. Uh, I think back in August or so, uh, which, you know, as you know, uh, helped lead Ethereum to be at uh, least in the direction of deflationary or less inflationary than it was. Uh, and they've burned, I mean, an enormous amount of Ethereum through through uh, that upgrade. And now, uh, because uh, Matic or Polygon is uh, on top of, uh, it's a blockchain that re- operates on top of the Ethereum network, uh, they also have enacted this, uh, this upgrade, EIP-1559, to the Matic network as well. And that went live this morning. And so, uh, as you see here on this chart, or I mean, on this news story, uh, essentially, uh, it's it's actually going to work in the benefit of Ethereum and Polygon beca- uh, because because uh, as this as these tokens are burned, uh, it's going to make uh, Polygon now a, a bit more deflationary, and you know they have I think 10 billion circulating supply, uh, and it will it's it's going to have a two pronged effect of not only uh, affecting uh, you know. <laughs> Further uh, transactions uh, on, on Polygon also creating better tokenomics for that project. Uh, it's going to keep the fees low, but also it's because it's uh, because as those transactions go up, it also will have the effect on the Ethereum network. So that it's almost like a double EIP fifteen fifty nine, where we're getting a double burn on Ethereum and then also on Matic. So it's a lot of things. Still, you know, in Matic, a lot of people, if, if, if they're not aware of yet, it's one of the highest used blockchains in term uh, in the whole uh, Ethereum ecosystem. Uh, there's so many different transactions and, and businesses and gaps that are built on top of that. Uh, and the NFT space also uh, has, has, has grown immensely in that because the transaction fees are a lot, a lot cheaper, especially more on the utility-based NFTs. Um, so I, I think in terms of the long-term play, uh, I've been holding Matic for about two years and uh, I don't plan on selling it anytime soon. Uh, there's a huge upside coming for, for this project.
1: Well, that is what we have. We're going to jump into just a little bit of chat and look at Super Chats. But before we do that, we do have a word from one of our sponsors here from iTrust Capital. I'm going to read this because I want to make sure I get every detail correctly. But do not take me just reading this as this being anything false. Uh, Tradingview, are you curious about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin? It seems like everyone is talking about crypto these days. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? iTrust Capital allows you to invest in your favorite crypto assets with the tax benefits of an IRA and Unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. So instead of paying taxes on your crypto gains every year, You can defer taxes until you retire using an iTrust Capital crypto IRA. Or with an iTrust Capital Roth IRA, you can withdraw tax-free at retirement. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies 24-7 from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use and it only takes a few minutes to create your free account. If you want to join the crypto conversation, enjoy your tax advantages, check out iTrust Capital. Visit itrustcapital.com to start investing today. There's a link in the description down below and guys, I cannot... Tell you enough, I had to read this because I wanted to make sure I got all the details correctly, but I am super excited about our relationship with iTrust Capital. I'm taking advantage of it because it is something I've thought a lot about. It's really funny. Crypto even got me to a point where I started thinking about this like two years ago. I was not thinking about my retirement whatsoever. I was thinking about how do I continue to find a good paying job that can get me uh, day in and day out paying my bills, supporting my wife. And crypto has changed the game to where now I'm actually able to financially be sovereign enough to start thinking about my future. And iTrust Capital, capital's ability to use what a lot of people know. like We learned about IRAs when I was in high school. My dad was able to teach me, but there's a lot of frustrations with that when it comes to using the US dollar, knowing that I can set up something similar using crypto. That's exciting. So if I was you, I would go click on that link today. I think you can go click and just find out more information for absolutely free. Just click on that link in the description and you can move on. But Let's read a couple of Super Chats. Let's see what's happening in chat, and then we'll move on to some Bitcoin. If you are just joining, Jeb is at the North American Bitcoin Conference. That's why he is not here. But I'm filling in. Kelly's here. Smey's here. And we're still having a great show. Uh, let me go to my, the page and see what we have here. TKC said, Secret Network's still killing it. TA, please. This is something we do have to do, because Secret Network definitely is uh, on a tear over the last couple of days. Kelly, do you know that much about Secret Network?
2: I don't know a thing about Secret Network. Uh, other it's than It's a secret. some some, some Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a secret. No, other than some brief headlines and that it's been making a lot of moves lately. Uh, it's one of the projects that I'm going to be looking into here in the next week because it kind of jumped onto my radar. There's just so many projects to follow. It's hard to keep track of every single one of them.
1: Absolutely. No, uh, it looks like that was all the tests we have. We do have from Ian. I think there's conversations going on in chat about are we in a bear market? Are we in a bull market? Ian says, how are we in a bear market at 44K? This is something we have to keep an eye on. And here's the thing. This show has been, very open and honest with you guys. Listen, we do not believe we're in a bear market. We do believe this is still a bull market. If you look at that high that we just hit at 69,000 and come back down, we're only 44% down. And I know that that seems significant. And I know that people feel that pain. But if you go back and you look at your history of rallies and bull markets, 40% pullbacks are normal. The one that I was concerned about, that obviously we dealt with was when we were down over 50%. I think it was down 55% back in June and July. That was a time where I I understood completely people saying, guys, we're in a bear market. It's going to come down. But sure enough, we rallied, we boosted back up, set a new all-time high. So- is there concern to have? Absolutely. We're down 44%. But is this unheard of? And is this a death sentence? Absolutely. That Bitcoin is in a bear market. I, I disagree with that statement. We could be. Absolutely. 44% down in a bear market is saying is you know, not quite to the bottom, but we're getting there. But it's not a reason to absolutely throw all the money in and say, nope, we're in a bear market. Let me go ahead and sell. I'm going to get out because this is a normal thing for bullish runs. Uh, Kelly, before and, we jump into TA, you and, have any thoughts there?
2: Yeah, no. And, and to be clear, uh, for anybody that's wonders about this whole uh, position that we're on with this still being a bull market uh, to be very clear we're absolutely in a bearish trend of course we're basically in a midterm bear market yes uh, being that we've been you know dropping now since we uh you know we, we rallied to 64 dropped down to 29 went back up to 69 and have come back down now to you know we're in the the lower lower 40s but until we actually break essentially I actually posted about it on my Twitter it's almost like the gates you know that once we break below 40 40 uh that's that's I'm, and I'm talking about breaking and having a few candle closures uh that's when I start to say okay now we can entertain a more longer trend uh bear market uh you know especially if we break uh, break past 40 and then you know aren't able to hold at 36 uh, that 100% we're in a, a longer term macro trend uh, uh bear market for 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 especially this cycle uh but I I we're we're doing the thing that Bitcoin does the best and every, every cycle, it pushes it a little further and that's pushing you all the way to the edge of where you're comfortable and where the majority of people are comfortable. And it, it is starting to get to that point where even me being as bullish as I am with all the bullish metrics that are fully uh, you know, underpinning the entire uh, Bitcoin market, uh, it's pushing me to the edge of starting to question my own self. So to me, that also is a signal that this very well could be close to a bottom. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, the other thing is the market could shake us up entirely and just completely go into a uh, full bear market from here. But all we can do is place our bets, look at the targets on, on uh, both directions. Uh, and once we hit certain key levels, we know, wh- you know, which what which direction we're placing heavier bets on, whether it be to the upside or the downside It's definitely a choppy market right now. Uh, but the bullish fundamentals are still there, even though we're,
1: you know, in a, a bearish,
2: scary sort of uh, place right now with the price action.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's go ahead and jump Jump onto the charts. I want to make sure we're very clear. Anyone who thinks we're in a bear market, we completely respect your opinion. And listen, there are arguments to be made and we're gonna cover those here in a second. At the same time, you cannot negate the arguments that we're still in a bull market. And that's, we wanna give you guys both sides of the story. Whatever you come to your conclusion, if you're a bear, be a bear. That's completely fine. If you think we're in a bear market, act on it. Are you shorting the market? Are you going against grain? But if you do believe that we are sitting at the close to the bottom at least, and we are still in a bull market, you know, act on that as well. But you need to know the facts, you need to know details to be able to make an informed opinion by yourself. This YouTube channel is not sitting here telling you guys what to do, how to do it. We'll tell you what we're doing. We'll tell you what we think, but ultimately we want you to be thinking for yourselves. That's what we talked about in the beginning. This is a channel teaching you how to think, not what to think. And I want you guys to know the whole point of financial sovereignty is you have control of your money, nobody else. You're the one that makes the decision. So surround yourself with people that help you make the best decisions possible. I want to start on my chart. We're going to start way zoomed out and kind of take a close look closer in you're gonna see this falling wedge form a little more cleanly as we go a little bit smaller but it is there this is one of the reasons one of a few reasons why we do believe we're about to rally uh looking at a weekly chart just so you know this doesn't tell us what's going to happen over the next couple hours or even the next day or two this is something telling us long term when we're thinking about this from a 10,000 foot view This is where the market's going. So the first thing is we are in a falling wedge. That is a bullish sign. Doesn't mean always. There are times where falling wedges break to the downside, but more often than not, they do break to the upside. What are other reasons that we think that we're gonna be going to the upside? If I go to my oscillators and I go to my RSI, we have bullish RSI divergence formed on the weekly chart. What does that mean? Right here, you can see that we have a downtick in our RSI, not a whole heck of a lot, but it's down to the downside, whereas we have an uptick in our price action. What would need to happen for this to be canceled out is Bitcoin would need to drop all the way down below $31,000. Is it possible? Absolutely. But you cannot argue with the fact that that is a massive drop. And if we're gonna have that drop, there's gonna be a lot of things that have to play out before we have that. So as of right now, we are sitting squarely in a very good bullish RSI divergence on the weekly chart. As far as our MACD, you guys are going to see, obviously, that we've been red here for a while, but something I want to point out to you guys on the TD Sequential that we talked about yesterday is another reason why we should be bullish uh, looking at the technical analysis, and that is that last week we had a green nine. I know the color is red, but that's because we're now saying there's a reversal to the upside. While we've come down a little bit, you might come down for another week or two, this nine is signaling, hey, guys, the bottom is near. So when I combine the fact that we're in a falling wedge, when I combine the fact that we have bullish R. Side divergence setup, at least for the moment, and we have a green nine on our TD sequential. Those are three reasons when I just zoom out to believe, hey guys, there's a lot of reasons to be hopeful about Bitcoin. That being said, let's go to some smaller timeframes where there is a case that the bears have that we might be moving down, but let's go down here all the way to the daily chart. The first thing I wanna point out here is obviously we've been frustrated with this price section. There's been so many points that many people believe we were gonna reverse the upside. This is one of the reasons why I have to give bears some credit. A lot of reasons, a lot of different technical analysts thought that we would rally right here around this $46,000 level. A lot of people thought we would touch and go and this would be used as a spring. I was one of them. I'm the first to admit, man, I have been very surprised and kind of frustrated with the movement of Bitcoin. However, what's cool about technical analysis is you can regroup, read things, and continue to move on. We're in a season right now of a lot of indecision. So, this is kind of a season where bulls have been wrong. Bears have been wrong. We've been calling. Bears have been calling for things to be going down here for a while. Bulls have been calling for things to reverse. But rather, we're just moving sideways. We even see that on Luxalgo. We talked about that yesterday. On Luxalgo, we just see a lot of boring action. We see red candles. If it'll pull up for me, come on now, Luxalgo. Sometimes it takes a little second to to load up. There we go. Some glitching on the screen. Man, this is fun. I don't know why it's not pulling up. All right, well, we'll keep going anyways. Oh, there we go. Oh, we did just turn red on our trend catcher, so a red candle. So this, I would say, Bears, you're winning this battle. Lux, Algo is starting to fight in the bearish category. It gave us a little hope with the trend catcher turning green, but we never had a buy signal. And as Jeb talks about all the time, the signals you're waiting for are not just a trend catcher and not just a buy signal— you're looking for colors to change on the candles, trend catcher to change colors, and a buy signal. We only got one of the three. This was not the best buy spot in the world. We were waiting for one, and potentially we're gonna get it here soon. If I went down to the four early chart using Lux and and forgive me, because it's gonna take a second here to delay again, but we're gonna see another candle, we're gonna see an issue with the candles being purple. Um, yep, sure enough, they turned red here, so we are seeing the bear start to gain some strength, but another thing you are gonna look at is these reversal zones, these green, what do we call these? Uh, we're gonna find the name real quick. We call these the uh, yeah, reversal zones. I got it right. No, oh, come on, Tim. Trust yourself. We're getting close to coming down here right around that flat level, that 40,500 to where we will touch that reversal zone. So while the Bears are in control right now, are we potentially going to see a double bottom or are we going to cleanly break through that level of support and move to the downside? Luxalgo is in a season of kind of sideways boring movement that recently within the last couple of candles has turned red. So again, point to the Bears. You guys are calling this very well. You're doing some strength. What I would say is, do you have enough momentum to continue to get us down past this level of support. We still have a good ways to go over $1,000 before we reach that decision point of kind of saying, all right, this is it. Are we going to break below this with confidence and close some candles? Or are we going to use this as a double bottom and reverse to the top side? Let's go back to the daily chart and look at what we have with the Bollinger Bands and TD Sequential. And uh, right here, you're gonna see we're kind of on the daily chart in a zone where I would I would give this point to the bears. I would say you know right there, we're kind of in a middle zone between the bottom of the Bollinger Bands and the 20-day SMA. Are we gonna use this ascending level of support, which is the price, that actually, that's not ascending level of support, that was just telling us the price action of our size, so let me get rid of that. Are we gonna bounce off of this flat level of support? Are we gonna come all the way down, maybe even a wick come down to the bottom of the Bollinger Bands? This is something we wanna watch. We only have a 3 on the TD sequential. So here again, I would say as we looked at the weekly chart, I would I would give a lot of points to the bulls. The bulls have a lot of things going for them. On the daily chart, it's a different story. On the daily chart, I do think the bears are kind of in control right now. So this is something to keep an eye on. Let's go down to the 4-hourly chart and see if we see anything different happening down here. As you guys can see, as I'm waiting for other things to pull up, uh, we just bounced off the top of this descending level, level of resistance. So this is something we talked about the other day, the the possibilities. Would we break bullishly through this or would we reverse, come back down and either test off the bottom of this flat level support or come all the way down here, maybe as far as 38? This is, I know what Jeb says, this would be interesting to kind of see play out. Jeb did predict a couple of weeks ago that he thought the bottom would be somewhere around 37.8 or 38, was it 37.8? so potentially, is Jeb's prediction that we're gonna move down here to 37.8 before we see a rally, is that going to come true? That's something I wanna keep my eye on. However, the four hourly chart is showing us a little bit of fight for the bulls, and that you can see right here, we're overextended on the Bollinger Bands, we're drastically outside them, and we have been here for a couple different candles. We also had a green nine flash, which, as we talked about a second ago, T sequential, doesn't mean it has to flip on that nine, but it's telling you, hey guys, it is time to go ahead and reverse, it's coming quickly, so on these short Shorter time frames, we're actually starting to see Bitcoin turn slightly bullish. Let's go to T Sequential and see if it helps back this up or if we have any more power for the bears. Oh, that's drastic. We're, we're coming down the, the RSI. We're well below that 14. So there, you know, bears, you're winning that one. But we're starting to get close and dangerous to setting up some bullish RSI divergence. We're getting close to where these bottoms, we have no bearish RSI divergence, giving strong enforcement to the bears to continue this downtrend. But we're getting into some dangerous zones where we're going to be setting up bullish RSI divergence unless the price can continue to be suppressed. As you guys can see right here, if I use these marks, the RSI at the moment could keep going down, but is descending, whereas the price has not matched yet. This is clearly a divergence in price to RSI ratios, which is a point in favor of the bulls. So all of this being said... When we're looking at Lux Algo, we're kind of seeing some power go for the bears. When we're looking at RSI on, sorry, when we're looking at uh, regular technical analysis on the big timeframes, we're seeing bullish. We get to that middle zone on the daily, we're seeing bearish, and then we get down smaller, we're seeing bullish. This is a zone of continued fighting between bears and bulls and and sideways action. That is one of the reasons why. And again, I I want to heavily, heavily, heavily emphasize this, guys. This is my opinion, and I want to explain to you why I have this opinion, but I. Want want you to come to one on your own. I think that we're going to see this price action come down here bounce off this 40.5. I said it before, and until I see it break it, I'm continually gonna hold this. I think 40.5 is a strong level of support. I think it has to do with the liquidity of Bitcoin. I think it has to do with some metrics. I also think when you think of the sentiment of Bitcoin, every time we start to feel really good about Bitcoin is when the price reverses. And every single time we start to get really afraid and really scared and saying, oh, here goes Bitcoin, it's dying, is when the price reverses to the upside. I think there are several reasons, not only from a technical standpoint, but also a fundamental standpoint, to believe that 40.5 is the bottom and it's a matter of time. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when Bitcoin's price and the manipulators say, that's good, I have what I want, the, the market shook out and I can go ahead and rise to the upside. But it doesn't matter to, to you what my opinion is, it matters what your opinion is. And I wanna start with Kelly. Kelly, I wanna get your analysis on what you think is happening on Bitcoin and everything we just talked about right there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'll actually pull up my screen so we can look at uh, some of the market cipher stuff in relationship to the price action right now. So as you can see here, I actually marked out uh, and I, I threw this on my twitter as well but i marked out a couple different uh price price points for different support and resistance levels on the way up and on the way down basically the stairway to heaven uh back you know trend reversal and then also if we break below this 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 box uh this price region here of support uh that's it, if you actually zoom out it's it's very big price uh support for you know we have resistance here res- uh you some fighting here support here and right now we're fighting for support uh, and he, here the targets coming to the downside. But if we're looking at the market cipher, I can bring it up a bit larger on the daily. You can see that we actually are under a red dot showing that uh, the momentum is, is fully shifted back uh, to the downside. RSI is coming down, the VWAP is coming down, money flow is starting to slowly come back out. Uh, and interestingly, we haven't fully uh, switched trend. And obviously this is a bit lagging, but on the three day uh, chart, we still are under a green dot. But if we bring it down to a much smaller time frame, down in the four hour, uh, we, we see that we, we're getting these attempts to, with the VWAP to actually press back up and we're getting rejected. We're still at a lot, a huge point of contention with the uh, price, very indecisive. Uh, the bear, bears and bulls are fighting quite rigorously and even now when you come down to the two hour, the one hour, the 30 minutes, uh, 30 minutes, you know, trying to make an attempt here, but uh, at the end of the day, we're still in a very bullish, uh, sorry, very bearish sort of setup uh, fighting. Mm-hmm. The, the, the bulls are fighting in, in the way that this is one of the things you have to realize. Just because the bulls aren't winning, the fact that we're holding support here still above forty-one. Uh, you know, even if we go down to forty-point-five. Uh, there's a lot of sell pressure that's been, uh, keeps fighting against this market price action. Anytime we get a, 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 an attempted move back up, and I'll actually pull this back up. Uh, and this is a great way to see it. You know, even just looking at the momentum waves without looking at price action, you can see here we're having a lot more momentum on the top side and a lot, and it. And it as the price action move forward and the chart move forward, we're getting a lot more uh, momentum on the on the bottom side. Now, if we're looking at this on the chart, when we're having a lot of momentum on the top side, we're having strong bullish trend, and we're still having a, the majority of momentum is is uh, is being enacted here with negative uh, bearish momentum uh, on the bottom side of this chart. So, what we're really looking for here is for the money flow to start coming back up, uh, and also for when this momentum comes up, not having a small little small trigger wave to uh, to bearish movement. Here. we want to get a higher we want a higher high on this momentum uh level right here so next time the price comes up we really want to see if we can get momentum to surpass the previous uh, momentum wave that was on the the above the zero line here on market cypher but at the end of the day we're we're really really fighting the zone right here in this this uh 39 to uh, 41 level and if we break yeah. past this low right here at 39.7 uh then i think without question uh we are going to test the 37.7 and the 36.1 yeah Uh, so all we can do right now is
1: play the charts day by day be patient uh and see which direction the market takes us no and and that's absolutely true that's what we've talked about like i want people to know like if we we break that's that's my belief i think 40.5 is a strong level of support i think a wick could go a little bit lower but i think that's a strong level of support and if we break past it with confidence i'm i then would be flipping to the bears and saying, guys i think that. The price is going down uh, closer to thirty-two to thirty thousand dollars, and the reason I think that is because. I'm, I'm holding firm that that 40.5 is a strong level of support and if we break it if the bear if the bulls can't hold it there's a different story to be had but I think I think it would be very foolish and Kelly tell me if you disagree to give up the hope on 40.5 before it is fully broken and then because that's exactly what manipulators want to happen that's exactly what the composite man does is he wants to get every single person who has been thinking bullishly to flip their opinion and say oh nope it's over the bear are in control, let me go ahead and just give up and sell, and the moment that happens is when they flip the script, and they pump the price, and now you just liquidated all your Bitcoin, you just got rid of it, and they picked it up, and now they get to make money, and you're left probably at a deficit, because a lot of people freak out and sell lower than what they bought in, they lost their money, the whales get it from them, and that's just a tragic story that we are trying our hardest to keep you from. But again, like I said, I want you to think for yourself. If you have a strong reason to believe, if you're looking at these technicals, because as we, as we laid out, there are bullish technicals, there are bearish technicals, which is why right now we're kind of moving sideways in a really boring fashion. What do you believe is gonna play out over the next little bit? That's one of the reasons why I love looking at the weekly chart to remind myself, hey, if, instead of just looking at things up close, when I zoom out, what does this look like in a long term? Do you believe that Bitcoin is dead and going to zero? Or do you think that Bitcoin is going to be rising and hitting millions someday? If you can think that way and your answer is no, I think it's going to keep rising and hit millions, then it's not the time to sell. It's continue to hodl, hold on, refuse to let that Bitcoin release from your hands, and you will thank us later. Now, I, I, I do want to say yeah. one thing,
2: too, about the, the 40K level. Yeah, uh, I I it, because of the way the market's been acting this this uh, I mean the whole life of Bitcoin but more specifically this last uh, this cycle with all the institutional money and, and the big money that's been in play uh, I do think it's important to know to know that one of the things I've seen most consistently with price action uh, throughout this cycle as you know as compared to like the 2016 2017 2018 cycle is that uh, there's a there it's it's almost it seems almost guaranteed now where they're, every time we come to a decision point, whether it be, and if you're pattern trading, uh, you know, whether you're doing an ascending wedge or a, a symmetrical triangle, whatever whatever it is, there's always these uh, these percentage statistics of which direction the, the market's gonna break uh, out of those those patterns. And in this case, uh, we're looking at a very strong uh, and uh, obvious, bot, uh, not bottom, but support zone that a lot of people are watching. And so that being said, uh, fake outs are massively uh, yes. common in uh, occurrence now with Bitcoin. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the price actually break uh, 40K and dip with a, with a pretty scary wick and I, what I mean by wick is like let's say on the daily time frame that the there's a wick down not a not a not a daily close and a new daily open but just a wick down within a day uh, and come back up back to the 40k level and that will that will get a lot of people short below 40k and then yeah. bring it right back up and liquidate all those people uh, and so the reason I bring that up is because one of the things and we talk about this too in CT2A the the cryptocurrency technical trading technical on no, us trading academy got me, yeah. uh, that volume is one of the huge indicators of yes. uh, if 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 a break is confirmed or not but in this case I would say it's very important to recognize that if we get a massive wick below below 40 and it does get bought back up well that's not a confirmed breakdown because you're gonna have a whole lot of volume uh, with that with with the buyout with all the the buying power if if we do reverse and pull back up uh, above 40 uh, and and you know, su- sustain that support level. So, in this case, I would say you need to be very careful about if you're going to enter a short or sell your position once we break below 40k. I would wait yeah. for a minimum uh, a, a four and eight hour candle closure, uh, and then especially, mo- more specifically and more conservatively, wait for a daily candle closure uh, and potentially even a retest, so you don't get caught uh, caught with your pants down. You know, pee into the mm-hmm. wind. You know what I
1: mean? No. Last thing, Sami, if you want to go to my screen, just reflect. On what kelly was just talking about and then we're gonna to move to some on-chain metrics from kelly that is the volume guys look at despite this little correction we've had despite this dip in price action and this has lasted three days the volume's just not there this is a echoing of hey guys the market's boring right now there's just not a lot happening and it just so happens that there's a little more bears and bulls but all it would take for this price to reverse is a couple bulls coming in and saying all right nope time to buy and guess what right now a perceived good buying opportunity is sitting right around 40,000, 40,000, 40,005. So So again, watch this happen. Watch us continue to have boring volume pressure. We get down here, the volume increases from the bulls buying and the price comes back up. Will that be enough to break through this ascending level of resistance? Will we just come back up and touch it? I'm not sure. Will we break down below it? Because that's the other pressure. Do bears start longing? If you guys are believing we're in a bear market and then there's an increased amount of longs happening or shorts rather, excuse me, I keep saying longs, but if there's an increased number of shorts happening that would be the pressure the bull, the bears need to push us below that 40,005. I don't think it's going to happen, but that is the possibility. But I do want to throw it to Kelly and let him talk about some on-chain metrics that we are looking at right now. And just so you guys know, to preface this, on-chain metrics tell us a lot about big picture. They're not going to tell us what's happening in the next five minutes or the next hour. So you do need, need to take them with a grain of salt, but realize that these are telling things on a massive time frame and you need to pay attention to them. So Kelly, I'll give it to you to take it away.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And so this is one of the reasons for anybody asks how the hell we can be bullish still with the price action being so stagnant or even pressing against, uh, you know, just continue knocking on those bear market doors is the fact that there's so many, I mean, almost across the board, uh, on-chain metrics that are showing what's, what smart money's doing. Uh, for instance, let me pull up, uh, I, I have actually did this, uh, this tweet, this Twitter post here. Is this, uh, yeah, this should be up. Um, so here, if we pull up the the CBBI, which is this is a uh, Colin talks cryptos Bitcoin bull run index, and this is what's interesting about this chart is that instead of looking at one on chain metric, he actually uh, indexes. I think it's eleven different uh, on chain data sets. You know, from the PUA multiple, the MVRV, uh, uh, the Pi Cycle top indicator, all these all sorts of different um, Bitcoin on-chain metrics about what's happening with price action. And you can see here, when you're getting this basically above the 80, 85 level, especially up here at the 90, uh, above the 99 level, you're getting right at where the peaks are. We never even got above 75 here uh, on, on this chart in terms of, uh, you know, when this peaks out here, this shows where the actual tops of the markets are. Uh, even here with this mini peak, uh, this, uh, you know, halfway point in in this bull cycle back in 2013 to 2014, Uh, it still is quite high. We we barely even got up there. I really think we have a long way to go. Another Uh, metric here, as you can see, uh, this is a good indication of when, when the market is oversaturated, oversaturated with, uh, uh, derivatives and options and stuff like this, this on, on the bottom of this chart here, you can see, this is the funding rates in terms of, uh, how much, uh, with the how much funding rates are be what the charges uh whether it's costing you or if it's a negative rate and in this case you can see here this is a bitmex funding rates and this is uh binance and FTX funding rates uh, and right now we're negative and typically when you go negative it, it's it's it shows that there's uh sentiment in the market that is it's a very fearful market and uh that typically is the best time to buy and you can see here negative here we set up for a massive push up same thing on the bitmex Next uh, negative funding rates here, and we've been negative uh, here for a while, so that's another indication that things are very attractive. For uh, it's disincentivizing people doing shorts uh, or, uh, on a market in this mm. sort of uh, uh, sorry longs on a market in this sort of setup. So, and then here we have this is a great indication. This is uh, a, an on-chain metric that's showing. Uh, it's kind of hard to read these, but you can pull you can pull this up uh, at uh, uh, charts.wooble.com. They have got a great a bunch of great on chain metrics there, but you can just follow this orange line here. This is, uh, you can see the increase in uh, ETFs and corporate treasuries, basically, even with these dips. There's a very tiny pullback here, but even where we're at now with this massive, uh, what feels like massive pullback in the, in the current correction that we're in, there's no real pullback in the corporate or institutional or ETF uh, investments into Bitcoin. So smart money is, is not pulling out their, their investments. They're seeing stuff that is showing that this is not something to be very worried about at this moment. Uh, another great one here. This is uh, the binary, this is a live, uh, liveliness, which essentially talks about uh, how active uh, coin sale, for instance, if, uh, when people own a uh, Bitcoin over a period of time, how active uh, are the trades happening between uh, various coins? And as you can see here, when we, when we get the, this, uh, this essentially histogram oscillator on the bottom, when we're getting massive uh, reductions in liveliness, as you see here, people are holding on and it's setting up for for large moves. And we've we've been pulling back now uh, for the last about two and a half months. And we are at levels right now that it's just, it's nonstop, uh, very, very bullish indications across the board for all the smart money, uh, the on-chain data of how what sort of transactions are happening where money's moving or not moving within the uh, the bitcoin network and so when you see this and when you're instead of looking at price action and feel like oh my gosh we're down it's going to a bear market well yes very well it could be but if all the smart money is saying that it's not going to that also means that they have their pocketbooks involved in the market and keeping it where it's at and making and they're still making investments at this mm-hmm. level so it's a good indication that uh, i mean i'd rather follow smart money than dumb money any day of the week And when you look at it over time, you can see that when that relates to where price action is historically, this is a time to be buying as compared to what smart money is doing. But again, you got to play your own pocketbook. You got to you have to adjust your risk. You have to you have to play place your bets according to your your risk matrix. And if it's getting uncomfortable for you, then you might have too much money in the market. So maybe you do take a little off the table, but all the metrics are showing that we are, we are just like, indefinitely, it feels like right now, setting up for a massive bull run. And even if we do pull back Bitcoin and the stock to flow metrics over time, even if we pull back, we're going to have upside uh, at some point. So be patient, and I think uh, we got some a lot of good yeah. price action coming up. Uh, ahead. It,
1: it is. I, I want. I want especially people who have been in Bitcoin for a long time to comment in the chat. You know, I've been in now for a little over a year and a half. You know, I guess we're getting closer to two years than a year and a half. So I'm. I still count myself as one of the younger crypto people, but. Think back over the time of Bitcoin's history and the times that the the sentiment in the market was screaming, sell, Bitcoin is dying. Bitcoin has died. I think it was like well over 200 times now people have echoed, Bitcoin is dying, it's going down. Bitcoin is dying, it's going down. And even think about the times where where you were at the peak of a bull market and – People are saying, all right, let's go back down. If you had held from the peak of the last bull market, you would still be in massive profit to today. Think about that in the same boat of when we're thinking years from now. We're not just thinking over the next couple of days. We're not just thinking about over the next couple of weeks. We're talking years. Where will Bitcoin price be in relationship to where it's currently at, at 41500 Will it be higher? Will it be lower? Think for those of you who have been experienced in Bitcoin, what has your experience told you about these types of moments when it seems like everything is pointing us to the downside, that it seems like everyone's discouraging you and trying to get you out of the market? What usually ends up happening to the price? And I guarantee you're going to find more often than not, that is the shakeout happening before a massive rally. But trust me, I feel you guys. I feel the weight. I feel the pain. just because I've stayed bullish and I do believe we're still in a bullish market doesn't mean I don't have my internal struggles like, oh my gosh, like well, despite everything I'm seeing, saying bullish is it, it are we still are we gonna see it break down? Are we gonna go down to thirty thousand? are we going go down to twenty thousand? Are we gonna break down? So i've I've seen people say as far as eight thousand. That struggle exists in every single human, but what makes a good trader, what makes a good investor is saying, you know what? I'm not looking for perfect. I'm looking for good, and when I think about the history of how these prices work, this is a good time to buy. Will it go down to, to 40.5? Will it go down to 30? Will it go down to 20? In the grand scheme of things, in life, as we look at back on Bitcoin's history, this is a good buying spot, and so- Do with that information what you want. This is not financial advice. Please be responsible. Think through. Learn for yourself. If there's anything we can do, it is to help educate you how to think for yourself. But that being said, let's go and read some super chats, check in with chat, and see what is happening. I did see a couple things here. Uh, The first one we have from Mike Markle, who's been a member for three months. Shout out to all of our members. We love you guys. Uh, He wanted to say, I just want to take a minute to shout out this team. I really appreciate all the work you do in giving us this data uh, in one really neat package. Mike, thank you so much. I know this is a day this is not popular and it's okay. Just because people disagree with us or don't like our takes that's okay. We actually encourage people to disagree with us. As I've just finished telling you guys, we want you thinking for yourself. So if you disagree with us, that means you're thinking for yourself. Hopefully, you're not just copycatting some other someone else's opinion and then copy and pasting it on this YouTube channel. But if you really have reasons to think that the market's going down, great. I love it because you're thinking that's exactly what we want. Murray Ruggiero said, I read an article that only 12% of Bitcoin is left on exchanges. Shocked the prices the price keep falling. Any insight? I'm I'm with you, Murray. Kelly, do you have any thoughts on that? He said 12%. I, I didn't read that, that 12%. That would mean that 88% of Bitcoin is illiquid at this moment, and only 12% is liquid. Have, have you? Is that something you could fact check or is that something you've seen, Kelly?
2: Oh, I know. I, I think it was a week, maybe two weeks ago, we actually ran uh, an article, uh, one of the headlines we did here on the stream. And yeah. it, uh, at that point, it was... Uh, It was over 76% was illiquid. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised now that if it's uh, a bit higher than that, maybe, uh, you know, 80, 82. I I, I don't know. I don't know if uh, 12% uh available is is i mean it's somewhere in the i would say 15 to 20% range uh most likely but the reason the price is falling like uh, you you mentioned it best tim uh I, I don't even remember what it was almost 6 or 8 months ago uh especially having so much big money and institutional money in this market that is we might feel like it's big but look at how big the gold uh gold market is or yeah. real estate market is or uh derivatives market is those are these are multi trillion dollar Industries, and now we have uh, the same types of players within the Bitcoin uh, and, and crypto uh, niche. And at the end of the day, like we're we're barely pushing around two trillion between all cryptos yeah. involved, and with Bitcoin itself, it's under a trillion. Uh, meaning that there's a lot more ability for this uh, big money players to move move the markets around. And all these people see where it's going and they don't mind that the price gets pushed down. In fact, a lot of them are pushing it yeah. down because you yeah. said it best. And what, what the quote was, was, you know, at the end of the day, these guys are big enough. These institutions and smart is are big enough and have enough of effect on the market that they don't just miss the boat. They can, they can buy into that boat and then get the boat to go back to port to, yep. to get more people on the boat. So they're really moving this market around and shaking out people as much as they can. Yeah. So yep. I, I think that's all that's happening right now. They're really, they're really, uh, but whenever this, this, uh, this tether or not, not tether the, the stable coin, but this, uh, this cable that's like holding us, uh, suppressing us at the moment, whenever that's released, uh, the tension that's going to be unleashed within the market, uh, within the market and the volume volatility that will follow, uh, I think will will surprise a lot of people. And, a lot, you know, some people ask, how the heck can we go from uh, 40,000 40, per Bitcoin, 100K or above that? You know, that's so much money that we need to come in the market. Well, yeah. you know, you look at NASDAQ, I think we ran a story on it uh, about uh, three, three or four weeks ago. NASDAQ went from- uh, they they basically increased like ten trillion dollars over the course of like three or four days. You know how much money did it take to move that massive market that much money? Mm. Well, there, there's plenty of money in the world to to uh, to make this asset class do things that we can't even expect, especially as uh, uh, retail starts coming in in droves, and we're seeing record numbers of uh, wallet addresses uh, being cre- uh, 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 created on the network, meaning that there's new adoption. So as all these different frameworks and use cases and store implementations and, uh, sell and buy points in terms of whether it be exchanges or, you know, being able to use, uh, on uh, various, uh, uh, what do you call it? Point, point purchase, uh, sort of, uh, pay, uh, uh you know what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. uh, as to to start expanding and become available. Uh, there's nothing that can slow down uh, the amount of money as people actually get into this market.
0: Oh, are you trying to say point of sale? Point of saying?
1: sale. There you go.
2: Yeah. Point yeah. of purchase.
1: Yeah. No, at the end of the day, these, these large institutions can also bleed more than you can. They have more blood and when i mean with blood they have more money they can afford to lose more like to them losing a, a couple million dollars is like all right that's unfortunate but we'll keep moving on to to the regular retail investor they're going to freak out and they're like i can't afford to keep losing like this i got i got to step out so what's what's happening is there that's what these shakeouts are all about they can bleed more than you can they're okay to go down the question is are you willing to ride the ride and go through that pain you <laughs> know just like the commercial says uh from from uh crow which we're going to talk about crow here in a little bit fortune favors the brave that, that roman saying it favors the brave and guess what to be brave you have to go through things that really really are scary and institutions are willing to do it are you as a retail investor willing to do it and and here's the good news about bitcoin i think what institutions see on the right on the wall bitcoin is the changing of the guard of power here's what they know hey Someday, somehow, this money is powerful when it's spread out. But for right now, while people don't see the future of Bitcoin, when when people only look at Bitcoin in, in relationship to what is its worth in US dollars, we can squeeze them out, we can gain as much and keep power for a little while longer. But the writing is on the wall. The question is when, not if, Bitcoin frees people from this manipulation, frees people from the powers of centralized systems, and it gives power back to the people. If that's something you believe in, Stay huddled in Bitcoin and like this video where we're sitting right now with 2,200 people watching, only 600 likes. I just realized I really haven't talked that much. Guys, hit that like button. Even if you don't like me, hit the like button because it's just the nice thing to do. And whether you disagree with me or not, be a nice person. That's just uh, just my advice for you. Uh, let's move on, though. I think we have a couple more super chats. That was a that was a good but long answer to that one. Simpleman six nine nine said, "Shout shout out me." Regards means regards. I think yesterday I didn't know what that R G R D S means, but he says regards. Simpleman six nine nine. Thank you so much. Uh, you've been a, a strong supporter here for a while. Uh, Carlos C said, "What do you think about algo, and can you do some analysis?" on me i think he meant for me uh because carlos i don't think i could do analysis on you uh but as far as all oh, well, you know what i'll look at it real quickly before we jump into ethereum give me just a second Sam, and then you jump on my charts uh let's see here just tell me. you can go ahead and jump on now all right, so I'll go. I'm going to look at the daily chart. Not going to go too much into the four hourly chart because I don't want to keep this pretty clean. But the first thing I saw when I pulled it up is we do have a descending level of resistance right here. And so there's – yeah, I'm going I'm to go ahead and say we have a descending level of support as well. There's a couple things playing out right there, but I'm going to go ahead and put this line right here. We have a descending trading channel forming right now. The other place I could have drawn a line, and this goes to traders uh, – Thoughts of of, of how they want to do this, but we could have a descending triangle forming or a a descending wedge. Uh, Either way, Right now, the price action, the trend is to the downside. Uh, whether you want to give us a flat bottom or a, a descending bottom, we are trending to the downside right now, and I'll go. The good news is we are towards the bottom of that. Where it Let's say we were in this descending triangle. We have a ways to go before that would play out. So I do expect right now, there. if you're doing swing trading, this might be a good buy opportunity. And let me look at the, the RSI and MACD just to see if I can confirm or deny that take. It's just my take based off of the formations um yeah i mean sure enough we have some bullish rsi divergence you see that flat bottom but the rsi is going up this is bullish rsi divergence on the macd we're kind of moving sideways and boring technically to the downside but that's that's some sideways movement it could be spelling something soon last thing i want to check though is my bollinger bands and td Sequential. nope don't want to pull oscillators up again bollinger bands and td sequential and that'll help me give a fuller picture we're on the bottom side of the bollinger bands I have to zoom in to see what we're doing with TD Sequential. It's just a four, so nothing screaming on the TD Sequential. Uh, there is a potential we have a wick go a little bit farther down. The Bollinger Bands do show uh, we have potentially a little bit more to go down. But as I just said, this is something uh, – could we come back down here and touch this descending level of support? Potentially. Do we stay flat and continue to form a descending triangle? Potentially. There's a lot of things we need to see play out. We only have two confirmed touches on that flat line. So – I've used the word potentially a lot of times, but guess what? That's the word that you have to use when using technical analysis. You always are wanting to learn learn probabilities. There's a probability, and I would actually put the probability higher that we're going to come down and touch this line and confirm a descending trading channel rather than a uh, declining triangle. So that's what we have all go. Hopefully that helped you out. It's kind of a spot. Keep an eye on it if you're doing a swing trade. As far as investing and hodling, I don't necessarily see anything that would make me say – I don't know the fundamentals of Algo, so I can't say as far as holding what you should do there. Real quickly, Kelly, do you have any thoughts on Algo and what you would do with that? Is that one that you hold or do anything
2: with? Uh, I, I held quite a bit uh, okay. a while ago, but I, I, I traded out of it for uh, some other projects. But it, it, it is—it's uh, on my list of about six. Uh, it's actually more now. I would say I have about eight or ten coins uh, that uh, I've had my eye on this whole bull market. Uh, yeah. But I've been—I've been. I've been uh, basically i've been concentrating on the 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 about 12 coins that i currently hold and all the fundamentals and trading those uh for this cycle and once once we get near the whatever peak or near whatever peak i i feel like starting uh laddering out my take profits and stuff yeah uh then i have uh, algos on my list to, of, of coins that i do want to get back into phenomenal project it's also uh it's a coin uh, blockchain uh, sol- uh not solution so it's a it's a blockchain project that uh, is so su- it's has such security and uh, scaling ability and very 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 ridiculously low fees yeah. that uh, there there are some nations that are looking at using it as uh, basically the back uh the backing for uh, uh basically gov- their their state currencies and stuff like that so oh, that's it's a cool. very
1: very very powerful yeah. project. Well, let's go ahead and jump into ethereum and we're we're running past where we were on the schedule but that's okay. If you guys are just joining, we've talked about a lot of different coins. We talked about Matic and we talked about Phantom, Bitcoin, and now we're jumping into Ethereum and we will cover Adam. Let's see what the other ones. We have Adam, uh, Crow, and Cardano. We're still to be covered. If you guys are just joining and wondering why Tim is sitting in this chair, Jeb is down at the North American Bitcoin Conference in Miami. He will be back Thursday. But let's jump into Ethereum TA. We'll be quick here, but I want to notice one trend and show you one trend that I've seen on almost every single altcoin um, before we move on. Okay. Yeah, before. Uh,
0: before we go to Ethereum TA, I have a bone to pick. You do okay. You're sitting here right now. I see you. I'm literally. I'm. I can see you guys right now through your phone. Right now, you just sat there, and the last time he said, "Hey, hit the like button," you said, "Eh." Everyone else will hit the like button. I won't hit the like button. <coughs> Look at me. You need to stop. Go down and hit the like button. That is how we keep this show going. So go. Hit the like button. I saw you try to try to weenie out of it. Do it. Okay? All
1: right. Listen, when, when the Turtle King speaks, you got to follow. Right. I, I just read, plugged my computer in. You see my chart still straight? Good. all right, good. You know, we have a system here. We found out that the computer only stays connected for so long, so at some point I have to unplug and plug back in. Wanted to make sure we're good, but we're on the Ethereum chart, and again, I told you guys there's one thing I want you to notice that we're seeing on almost every single altcoin. If you guys are wondering why we look at technical analysis every single day, it does not tell us the whole story, but it tells us a large story, and that is almost every single project we've looked at so far. Phantom, Bitcoin, what was the other one? Uh, Matic we're all sitting within striking range of a level of support that we need to keep an eye on. When we look at Ethereum, it's almost the exact same thing. We have a rising level of support that is forming a symmetrical triangle pattern that we are within striking distance of. We've had two bearish days here over the last days, but we're getting really close to that level of support. Is this something we're gonna find us bouncing off of? Uh, uh, Cardano, Crypto as a whole likes to move together. And again, everything we've looked at, and I guarantee you, if you go look at, other projects you're gonna find a similar story they are sitting close to where there's a reversal zone coming and we're going to be bouncing to the upside. I want to see that play out over the next couple of days. But I wanted to point that out to you, so when you're doing your own technical analysis, you're aware, man. There's something similar about all these different altcoins. But as I just said, we are now, we're right now, sitting in a symmetrical triangle pattern on Ethereum. And you guys are going to wonder what this blue line is. It's like, oh, Tim, did we play bearish out of a falling wedge? This line was a former descending level of support that wasn't a falling wedge. And so here, right here's a great example of a falling wedge formed that ended up breaking to the downside rather than the upside and now we are using that line as resistance. So I wanted to keep that drawn for you. I think Kelly was the one that identified that. But as you can see, we came down and tested the support zone of the symmetrical triangle pattern, and then we came back up using this former support for resistance. Now we're coming back down to the support. Can we hold? Will we stay right there? Uh, Or will we break bearish out of that symmetrical triangle pattern? That is something we need to keep an eye on. Let's go look at our oscillators and see if they help tell us any stories here. I don't see any bearish RSI divergence forming right here. uh, And I don't necessarily see anything massive on bullish in this short time frame. One thing to keep an eye on is we do have a longer time frame bullish RSI divergence. And that is these bottom of these prices right here. We have an uptrend. That's why we have that rising level of support. While our RSI is doing the exact opposite, going to the downside. So... Maybe this isn't something that's spelling a massive thing right this second, but this is, again, when you zoom out, we have bullish RSI divergence forming. This is a reason to believe that we are going to go to the upside. If I were to come down here to the four-hourly chart, we potentially have bullish RSI divergence forming right here. Uh, Not necessarily. I, I wouldn't say necessarily we have anything happening. We're getting close. You guys can see those lines right there. We're getting close to forming some bullish RSI right there. If we go down to the hourly chart, we might find some closer down here. Come on, load for me screen. There we go it's, it's about even it. We have bullish RSI divergence that played out. I don't know if we're going to form anything else with that. So I think the key to look on with this one, that 4-hourly chart, we are close to forming it on the daily chart. We have longer time frame bullish RSI divergence. The MACD is kind of showing us, similar to the other projects, sideways boring action. We had a bull cross here, but it's kind of toppled over and we're moving sideways, technically heading back towards a bearish cross. But as you guys can see over the last little bit, we've kind of crossed bullish, crossed bearish, crossed bullish in very small time frames. This is something we want to keep an eye on. This is a Again, that concept and that thought of like right now the crypto market is kind of moving sideways and boring. Let's look at our Bollinger Bands and TD Sequential. See if there's anything significant happening there on Ethereum before we move on. Uh, we're not quite down to the bottom of the Bollinger Bands, although I'm not going to go there. We are on the four-hourly chart, some of the smaller time frames, which is a reason to believe potentially we are reversing soon. Our TD Sequential is nothing significant, so this is just one story. I'm going to give it, it the bears some room. Potentially, could we break that level of support? End up coming down, breaking that trend and. Kind I'm down maybe to this flat level support right here on 27.12. That would be a similar story to if Bitcoin were to break down below uh, or get back down to 40.5. I think that there's a potential that those could be correlated, but that's something to keep an eye on, guys. Nothing has changed too much with Ethereum keep an eye on that level of support as we move. Let's go ahead and jump into some Adam TA. Uh, let's go, An Adam TA we have a similar story that we had on with Matic and Phantom as well. Uh, we have a rising trading channel rather than a rising wedge and a flat level of resistance right there forming a rising uh, triangle or a ascending triangle as you can see it's a little early we've had touches one two three four but we have a lot to play out here so this is my expectation with adam i do expect us potentially to come back down at least somewhere in this region and touch our support level down here before we rise but we will break bullish uh through this flat level resistance just you guys know the more times we touch something it's almost like imagine you're in a fight the first time you get punched in the stomach you can handle it the second time you can still handle it but your stomach's starting to kind of weaken that's why instead of coming all the way down here they can. Only force the price back down to this level right here. The more times you get punched, the weaker that gets, and finally that level seems to break. That's what we see playing out on uh, Adam. Is that the Bulls are fighting? They can't get past this level, but the Bears keep fighting less and less and less every single time. Watch that continue to play out on Adam. Let's look at the RSI and MACD. Yeah, sure enough, our MACD sitting really high. We did have a bearish cross. Let's watch and keep an eye. Does that grow? It probably, probably will as we come back down here. Our RSI, same thing. We kind of have a f- flat level price action right there but we have a descending rsi level we're below that 14 sma this is bearish rsi divergence so that kind of backs up even more of what i'm saying with adam i would expect that adam is going to come back down and probably at least touch somewhere around the region of 26 let's move on yeah, can to, i yep. can i share something there on, on adam as well yeah, go for I, it. Just wanted to bring,
2: I wanted to bring this up on uh on market cipher uh that also shows essentially here yeah we're having a red dot here with momentum coming down but the interesting thing here is this this yellow line here uh this is a moving average this is a 21 ema and it's it, it's very uh, relevant in terms of when you're looking at a trend, when you're, when you're below it, as you are here, you see you're, you're basically finding resistance off of it and you're basically in a downtrend. Here, we're finding a lot of support on the 21 EMA and we're right now kind of testing that. We did break b- below it and we're, it looks like there's a, a bit of a fight uh, on the daily here to stay. We're just below it right now, but it'd be interesting to see by the end of this day where the candle closer is, if it's above uh, this 21 EMA or we're below it uh mm. but that being said we do have a 15 on the on the bearish pressure for dbsi which is uh, quite a lot of pressure pushing down and we are seeing the rsis pull back and the view come down so uh there is positive money flow, but it this it's very indecisive. I, I would bet more likely than not, like you said, this will pull down. But if this does yeah. uh, get held by the 21 uh, uh, EMA, uh, that that could bode for a little bit more positive price action coming out of this. But all we can do is look for that candle
1: closure and see where we're at. Yeah. Well, let's go over to Crow and we're going to keep moving on here. Crow is a project. So if I look at the daily chart, I'm going to look at the four hourly chart because the daily chart, at least on Coinbase, is not have a whole heck of a lot of price action happening. As we know, It's not really that old of a project. So while we do have on the daily chart a falling wedge forming on Crow, as Jeb's talked about several times, this is one, it's heavily manipulated. So it is kind of uh, moving, after that massive spike we had back in November, it is kind of moving down to the side, forming a falling wedge. We should be breaking to the upside here soon. This is one though that I want you guys to take technical analysis with a grain of salt though, because anytime you have a project that is as centralized and manipulated as Crow. By the owners, there. The argument when people say, "Hey, guys, technical analysis does not work," because this crow is one of those ones that I could give a little bit more weight to the argument of, "Hey, is technical analysis even worth it?" Because of the manipulation and because of the, uh, and when I say manipulation, not the same as Bitcoin. I mean manipulation in terms of centralization of they can almost make that price do whatever they want it to do, but. I still want you guys to get a look at it because this is a sign, this falling wedge, that we should potentially, if it follows technical analysis, and if anyone is trading it using technical analysis, which a lot of people do, it is pointing towards a bullish breakout, and we could be seeing that happen sooner rather than later. We are getting way past that 70% mark of a falling wedge. So a breakout, we could come down and touch support one more time. I'm going to go ahead and turn this blue for you guys. I like to keep support lines blue. Or we could just go ahead and break right now. As you guys have seen, we have not had to touch support for the last three touches of that resistance line. To me, that speaks. Again, if I wasn't talking about Crow, I was talking about any other project, I would say that means the Bulls really, really, really want to break that line. The Bears have enough strength to bring us down, but not so much strength to bring us all the way back down to the support line. There's a lot of power in the bulls right here, so watch to see potentially could we be breaking out here sooner rather than later. There's, well, n- well I wanted to say too, you know, it's it's really important to realize how strong the bulls are uh,
2: with Crow, especially seeing that they just had a, a 15 million dollar hack. Uh, I think yeah. it was yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. Uh, they locked it down quite quickly, and there was no funds lost from any of the uh, account holders on on Crypto.com. excuse me, but being when you have a headline like that on a, on a major uh, you know, financial services uh blockchains or you know DeFi service yeah uh, that t- if, if there's any sort of real question about the project or uh if that does stir fear if the bulls aren't strong enough that that typically i mean you know six months ago or a year ago that would have caused a catastrophic uh price pullback and so it's nice to, it's nice to see with this sort of project having this sort of uh headline come out and news and and the bulls held it rather i mean you can't yeah. looking at the chart you can't even tell that anything happened no you there can't was no
1: real price action from it no it, And and, and similar to Matic, that's the question we asked about Matic. Would Matic be able to rebound from when it was hacked? And the answer was yes, it absolutely could. So I I would say at this point, keep your eyes on that story and see how it develops. But especially if they were able to handle it very quickly, that is one of the strengths of being heavily centralized is they can get things done a lot quicker uh, because they have all the power. But the downside is they have all the power and they can do things quickly, even if it's negative to you, the holder. However... As far as, you know, are we gonna see any bullish action? We right now are sitting kind of in a place where the RSI is setting a flat level on the RSI of these two bottoms. However, uh, the price is doing the exact same thing. Are we gonna see anything change there? Are we gonna see the RSI? Turn bullish here Just a little bit Or are we going to see A continual downtrend And potentially Again because of things Like the hack news Will the bears gain A little more strength And end up pressing us Down bearish Out of this falling wedge We will have to see We want to move on To our final coin Before we wrap out the show And the truth is I didn't even We didn't even prep for this But I'm going to go ahead And say we're going to Wing this and do our Price predictions It's just SME Kelly and I Doing our price predictions On Bitcoin But we're going to do that Right after we cover ADA And I want to be quick With this guys I don't want to take this forever But here is something we talked about it yesterday. Sure enough, the price on Cardano did pretty darn similar to what I called, and that was come up to our peak. We have a zone right here between $1.55 and $1.61. We have a wick that went a little bit above that, but look at those clean candle bodies closing right at the top side of the range and coming back down. The question is will we continue down all the way to this formal level of resistance, now turn to support at $1.37? Do we have enough strength to potentially make that turnaround right here? And the bottom was one forty-three. If I'm looking at my RSI, I'm not necessarily seeing... We potentially could be setting up some bullish RSI divergence very soon, but that has not been confirmed. If I go down to my hourly chart, which is the lowest, I really want to go with this to kind of check on this. We do have bullish RSI divergence forming there, so there is reasonably that the bottom might be close to in on this recent short time frame Cardano retracement. But this is something to keep an eye on. On the daily chart, I think we're still going to read that we're still just kind of uptrending. We did have our peak right there. There's no bearish RSI divergence forming just yet, um, but this is something to keep an eye on. As well, I do think Cardano is kind of sitting in a boat right now where there's a lot of power. It might be even one of the reasons why there's not as much volume on things like Bitcoin and Ethereum and all these others because Cardano is the hot core right now. And we talked about this before, how Cardano, Bitcoin and Ethereum, while others have come into the realm of being very relevant, like Solana. They're the big three that kind of do this weaving thing. And every now and then Bitcoin takes the lead and it seems like Bitcoin rises by 20% while Ethereum and Cardano do a measly like little 8% raise. Sometimes it's Cardano that leads the pack, sometimes it's Ethereum. Right now is a season where clearly Cardano's leading it. And look for this. If Cardano can continue this rally, look for it to lead the the way for Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other altcoins to begin to rise as well. That is all we have for TA today. You can go ahead and go off my screen. But... We are going to jump in to do some price predictions on Bitcoin, and again, we have not been looking at the charts, and we're predicting for Friday, which is really fun because it doesn't matter if you're right at any point all the way up till Friday. All that matters, if you guys are new, is if we're right Friday at 9:30. So I want to give uh, Sme and Kelly here a couple minutes and uh, to give the, not a couple minutes here, like literally one minute to get their predictions locked in, and then we're going to predict, and I want you guys to let us know in chat what you think is going to happen. You heard the TA had today you're you're ready for yours let me get mine because i don't want to cheat yeah. and just listen to yours and try to make my prediction based off of it i'm going to go ahead and say i'm a am gonna let uh are you gonna go first is today today is the 18th is a, so we're predicting yeah. what's going to happen on the 21st correct yeah nice all right i'm i got mine all right, all right. nice and easy nice and simple uh Kelly, what is your prediction for Bitcoin on Friday, 9.30? Well,
2: I do think we're we're still going to endure another little bit of a pullback. Uh, however, I do think uh, when after that pullback happens, I do think there's going to be some explosive price action to the upside. Yeah. And while I want it to be much higher than this, I, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit uh, kind of middle
1: of the road here. I'm going to say 43,175. Forty
0: three one seventy five. Okay, that's a nice, that's that's a good one. Sme, what do you got? I'm going to uh, revisit my previous answer from a, I think it was last week. I'm going to say uh, thirty seven eight at that level of support. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right, so this is this is really hard for me. I uh, but I think that I I think we're gonna retouch. I think we're gonna double bottom at that forty point five, and I think the difference between mine and Kelly's prediction. And me, you didn't say what your reasoning was, but I think we're gonna touch, but it's not necessarily gonna be this explosive. I think we're actually gonna catch ourselves potentially on the way down. I'm gonna say our price is gonna be sitting right around forty one two. I think that we will have at least a wick come back down to that forty thousand point five. Um, but again, I don't know if we're gonna do it before Friday do after. There's also a chance that within the next couple of days, we rally back up to the top of this resistance and then fall. So this is really anyone's game, but I'm going to go ahead and stick with 41-2. I am the lowest predictor. No Jeb prediction this week. Uh, let's see. Smay, what was your number again? 37-8. 30, 37-8? Oh, you're the lowest. Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely heard you wrong. 37-8 is, is May. He's going to hold to that prediction. Kelly, you are the highest predictor. Come back on Friday. Jeb will be back, and we will decide who wins. Jeb will not be entered to win, so it will not be Jeb. Uh, so if you're going to vote Team Jeb, You've already lost. Yeah. That is all we have today. Uh, what we're doing, we're going to do a little test to find well, out what he's, happens to the audio. He's he gone. He's gone? Oh, he's gone. Did the audio, let us know in uh, chat, did the audio get affected whatsoever? I don't think so. All right. I this is even, a new
0: system. I didn't even notice he left, actually. It was so sneaky. He is sneaky. I looked over and he was like, gone.
1: Guys, that is all we have for you today. If you enjoyed this show, hit that like button. And even though there's no Jeb, consider joining this community of believers in crypto who want to change people's lives and create financial sovereignty. If that's something that you want for yourself, you're probably not gonna be able to do it alone. You need people surrounding you. And this community we're building here at Crypto Jeb is just that. Consider joining us on the show every single day, 9.30 to ten. 50 ish 11 o'clock and then also joining our membership teams liking the videos subscribing and anything else you want to do to become part of this team guys that's all i have for you today but i will see you tomorrow the last day i will host before jeb is back take care have a nice day
0: peace oh i got a real good feeling We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at McAfee Media.